the people demand a king. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. With everything that's happened over the last few weeks, uh, the transfer of power here in this country is now complete. The peaceful transfer of power, should I say, uh, is complete in this country. It brought to my attention, it made me remember the people of Israel. When they demanded a king, they demanded a leader, they demanded someone to sit above everyone else uh, and rule over them. And what God said in response to that. So this Friday, as we get ready to start our weekend, as we reflect on what has taken place, not only this past week, but the week before that, all the way back until November, what's going on in this country, the uh, politicization of everything in this country. Let's look at this passage, the passage of 1 Samuel um, to get some insight into what God is thinking about kings and people who we want to anoint as kings. Let's get right into scripture this morning. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort. We seek to help revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. We seek to provide inspiration. We seek to provide information. We seek to provide an education to some degree on the things that are important to Christians across this land, the issues of our time that affect us, not just because they affect us, but they are a direct reflection either for or against things that are right out of this book, things that are right out of scripture, things that impact our faith and our lives in this country today. And we have to come to grips with one another. We have to come to grips with each other in this country today that we have allowed so many other things to become the idols in our lives. We, it, we seemingly, you might not call it praying, but when you spend your time looking at it, when you spend your time paying attention to it, when you spend your time speaking about it and constantly thinking of it, my friends, that's an idol. And we, we are turning everything into idols. We are turning everything into seemingly the golden calf, seemingly something divine in nature, because that's where we spend our time. That's where we spend our focus. That's where we spend all of our conversation. What we seek to do on this podcast is, yes, like the rest of the world, we, will, we do bring in some of these outside entities into the conversation, but only to juxtapose that which is in scripture to, to show you that what the world has for you is not what God has for you. We as human beings, we as sinful men and women, we, we who are flawed have tendencies to go astray. You don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus 
refers to his flock as sheep, lost sheep, who he must speak so that we recognize his voice. And so that is what this podcast is about. That is what this community is about. That is what this movement hopefully is all about. It's about getting faith back into our lives. We do that in a variety of ways. If you're watching this on social media, you're watching it on the Christian American community social media page, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Rumble, whether it's um, Twitter or Instagram, Parler, as we've all come to know is offline for the moment. Uh, so uh, once that website comes back on, uh, we will come back on with it. You know, we will start to post our content back to that website. We continue to grow because things change in rapid fashion. We don't have to, I don't have to go into that, but you can see across the social media landscape that things happen rapidly and they are rapidly happening against people of faith, against people who stand for life, against people who stand for religious freedom, against people who stand for the family unit, the family structure. That's what we do here on this podcast. We stand for life and liberty and religious freedom and for the family unit and for divinely, uh, divinely inspired biblical uh, marriage. We stand for scripture. We stand for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we seek to, to, to influence you. We seek to inspire you. We seek to uh, educate and inform you on not only scripture, but then how can we use scripture how can we take the lessons and the wisdom that god provides throughout scripture and enact it in our lives and maybe not even enacting it in our lives but being able to look at our lives objectively and compare it or contrast it into similar situations or sometimes very similar situations in scripture because we are all people and we all have tendencies. So that's what we do here on this podcast. And we encourage you, if you like what we do, if you support this idea of what we're doing, we'd ask that you go to Rumble. We go to, to, to rumble.com and search us out, the Christian American community, and subscribe to the, to the podcast. Subscribe to the platform. Uh, we'd also ask that you go to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Uh, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel, uh, or just to the audio-only podcast, and that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platforms, because we are located on all of those. If you're watching this on Facebook, we ask that you like the Christian American page, the Christian American community page. If you're watching this on Instagram, we ask that you follow us on Instagram, that you follow us on Twitter, if many of you are still out on Twitter after everything that's been going on and all the hubbub that surrounds it. We'd ask that you follow us, that you share our content, that you engage with us, that you be a part of the community. We don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. You can participate in the Christian American community by, by following us, liking us, sharing us, and commenting on, on the content. You can also uh, contribute to the Christian American community by going to Christian American Tees. That's Christian American Tees, T-E-E-S, Dot com, all one word, ChristianAmericanTees.com, picking yourself up some Christian American apparel. We have tees, tanks, 
uh, sweatshirts, hoodies. We got hats. We got nifty uh, coffee mugs like the uh, like the one that I got right here. Um, there's nothing better than wearing a Christian American tea, sipping Christian American a coffee out of a Christian American coffee mug as you walk around your neighborhood and start up friendly conversations with those uh, that are next to you, that your neighbors, your uh, members of your community and whatnot. Be a part of the Christian American community by doing all these things. You, you trust me when I tell you, uh, if you woke up every morning, you read a scripture verse that we uh, that we push out, that we give out to you every morning, you read some scripture, you don a Christian American hoodie because it's probably cold outside as usual, um, you'll feel better about yourself. I think it'll it's a great way to start your day. That's how we start our day. And so let's get right down to the podcast. I don't I want to be respectful of everyone's time. So, you know, if you follow this podcast, that this is not a political podcast. We uh, try to stay as uh, out of the political you know, fray as best that we can. But there are some similarities that have happened over the last uh, over the last few years. Um, but. They, it came to fruition this past week as we've now transitioned uh, a peaceful transition of power politically in this country. And it made me think when I see the uh, the anxiety, when I see the division, when I see the, uh, the, 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 the crying and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth from whoever, um, and, and what is to come after this? And people are kind of in, we're all kind of in this, scenario right now, this space right now, where we're not quite sure what's going to happen in the near future, right? And it made me think of 1 Samuel. It made me think of Samuel's, uh, when, when the people of Israel come to Samuel and they request the king, they they beg Samuel, they beg him for it to, to provide the country a king because they're losing battles the philistines are you know are, are winning and they're oppressing people and the, the 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 people of israel are in disarray um and samuel samuel tells the people what are you talking about you are a free people i'm your prophet i'm a judge i'm your direct line to God himself. You are God's people. Why do you want a king? Don't, don't, what, what are you saying? Do you know what you're saying? But the people are, are distraught because they've lost this battle and they've, they, they're not in charge and they don't have any power and they're worried about what's gonna, what's gonna happen. And so if that sounds familiar to you, it's because it's what seems familiar to me. It seems familiar right now around this country, and it has for quite some time. And so for those of you who don't know the back story of the people of Israel at this time, and I know usually we, we, we stick to the scriptures that are typically in the New Testament that circle around Christ, uh, but this, this it, it just seems too, um, too similar to pass up. And so... If you're not familiar with the history of Samuel, is that Samuel was chosen by God from a from a child. God speaks to him in, in, at night, and, it, and he wakes him up a few times, and Samuel doesn't know that it's God, but 
Eli, who Samuel studies, eventually recognizes what's going on. And his answer to God is, I hear I am, Lord, speak to me. And so Samuel becomes a prophet. And then as a prophet, he eventually becomes a judge. And that judge sets essentially sets, sets policy and helps the people uh, of Israel, you know, take care of ordinary matters and provide guidance in battles. And uh, he, he's not a king per se, but he's um, like, a, like a sort of a, a, of, a, of a local ruler. And, and so the people are tired of losing battles to the Philistines and to their neighbors. And so they, they just cry out for a king. I mean, how many of us feel like that? How many of you feel like that and have felt like that, that, that you're losing battles? We as Christians right now, we're we feel like we're losing battles. We're losing battles against, uh, against abortion activists. We are losing battles against people who want to shut down churches in this COVID environment. We are losing battles when it comes to family values. We are losing battles when it comes to it seemingly common sense um, in, in our public school systems and our public discourse around men and women, you know, objectable, uh, objective truths that we've known our whole life. And it seems like we're losing that. And so as we look across the landscape and some of us feel this anxiety, this anger, this, uh, you know, being distraught, this despair, some of us are crying out for this leader now they're not using the word king obviously because we as this country fought against kings but they're crying out for this leader they're crying out for someone to take charge they're crying out for someone with the power to stand up against the establishment someone with the power to stand up against political correctness the power they're crying out for someone with the power to stand up to the world to the secular world and they're crying out for this person and so you see the similarities. I hope I hope that you're able to recognize the similarities between the ancient Israel, uh, the people of ancient Israel, and the people who call themselves believers in Christ today. We we you should be able to see those similarities. So in that light, I want to take you right now to the first book of Samuel, chapter eight. We're going to start with verse six. I'm going to give you a, a few seconds to get your Bibles out. Hopefully you can turn there, but we're going to share it with you anyway. That way you can you can see it and I can read it and then we can discuss it. Um, that's the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 8, starting at verse 6. And it starts off and says, Samuel was displeased when they said, give us a king to rule us. But he prayed to the Lord. The Lord said, listen to whatever the people say. You are not the only one they are rejecting. They are rejecting me as their king. They are acting towards you just as they have acted from the day I brought them from Egypt to this very day, deserting me to serve other gods. Now listen to them, but at the same time, give them a solemn warning and inform them of the rights of the king 
who will rule them. Verse 10, or Samuel delivers the message to the Lord in, delivers the message of the Lord in full to those who were asking him for a king. And he told them, the governance of the king who will rule you will be as follows. He will take your sons and assign them to his chariots and horses, and they will run before his chariot. He will appoint from among them his commanders of thousands and of hundreds. He will make them do his plowing and harvesting and produce and produce his weapons of war and chariotry. He will use your daughters as perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He will take your best fields, vineyards, and olive groves and give them to his servants. He will tithe your crops and great harvest to give to his officials and his servants. He will take your male and female slaves as well as your best oxen and donkeys and use them to do his work. He will also tithe your flocks. As for you, you will become his slaves. On that day, you will cry out because of the king whom you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you on that day. This is God's warning. This is the Lord's warning to the people who seek that strong man, seek that authoritarian, seek that person that can fight our battles for us. That's God's response. His response is that you are rejecting him. When we turn from God and seek someone else, some politician, some royalty, some celebrity, whoever they are, wherever they are, wherever they come from, when you seek this person and you turn your attention only to that person, only that person can solve your problems. Only that person is strong enough. Only that person. And if you're not with that person, then something is wrong with you. Then you're my enemy for not being with him. When you have that passion, when you have that zeal, when you have that dedication, that blind loyalty to whoever that is, to whoever that is, if it's not Christ, if it's not God Almighty, then your heart, your head, your eyes are all in the wrong place. Because God says, this is his warning. This is his warning. And this isn't, uh, you know, a, again, this isn't a political message saying if you like this person or if you voted for that person or if you voted for this person that, you know, you, you fall into this category. We have a due diligence as citizens of our nation to, to participate in the functioning of our nation. And that includes voting for things and voting for people to be in charge and things to be passed and, and issues to be dealt with because that all needs to happen. But when all you focus on, when all that you beg is that this one person 
this one individual. He is the only person. She is the only person. And anything else is a detriment. It's a disgrace. It can't be discussed. I can't look at you unless you're on my side. Not even on my side, on their side. When we get to that level of extreme, when we when you are making that person your own idol, you are making that person your own god. You are making that person a king that sets up that sits above you. And what God says in these moments is that when what they're saying to you, you are not the only one they are rejecting. They are rejecting me as their king. And they're acting the same way that they acted when I pulled them out of the land of Egypt. Let us not be those people because the dire warning that God provides, it says that when we set up these people, when we make them the idols, when, they, when we make them kings and queens over this free nation, God lets us know what's going to happen. They're going to send our children off to war. They're going to make footstools of us. They're going to oppress us. They're going to, uh, they're going to overly tax us. They're going to take the things that they want to take. They're going to tithe your crops and your grape harvest, he says. And give it to who? His friends, his officials his people, their people. When the powerful and the quote-unquote elite take power, when we as a people don't look to God, but look to them and grant them this power and this unconditional loyalty, they're men. They're fallen people with selfish desires and ambitions just the same. They're going to take what you give them and they're going to expand on it. And pretty soon the same hand that they've stretched out previously will be pushing you down. And they'll be pushing us down. So let us today think about these words. Think about God's stern warning to who we tend to idolize, who we put on a pedestal, who we turn to in blind allegiance, in blind loyalty. And let's make sure that none of them, whom we follow, whom we support, take the place of our God. If you spend more time reading your, your guys or your sides, political talking points in the morning then it, then you do reading the word of god you might be idolizing those politicians when you read the fashion habits or ongoings in the daily lives of some celebrity some singer some movie star some reality tv star more than you read the word of god you might be idolizing them. When you read the, the box scores of your favorite athlete, basketball player, football player, hockey player, whoever, whatever, 
and what they do on their off time and what kind of cars they drive and how much money they make and how big their house is. When you spend more time doing that than you do looking at the word of God, meditating on scripture, praying to him in the mornings and again in the evening at a minimum, your priorities are in the wrong place. Let's not make idols of mere men. Let's not cry out for a king because God is the king. And God issues a stern warning. If we do not heed it, we will come under the foot of those whom we've elevated. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for your time this morning. Without you, there is no Christian American community. Without you, there is no podcast. Without you, there is no country, ladies and gentlemen. We must remember that we must keep God in our minds at all times. We must keep him in our vision at all times. We must seek his righteousness first, the, the, the kingdom and his righteousness first, not second, but we must give him the first fruits. We must always seek him first so that the rest of these things in life can be given to us as well. We can achieve a nice life, that we can have a blessed life. We can have a, a family and uh, a job and nice things if you want them. Whatever your heart pursues, you can have. But let it never take place over what God has in store for you and so we encourage you once again if you like what we do here if you support what we do here, if you're more if you're interested in knowing more we'd ask that you subscribe to this youtube channel to this rumble channel we'd ask that you like our web page or our uh, facebook page follow us on instagram follow us on twitter uh follow us on the youtube channel follow us on parlor when that comes back online uh, continue to spread the message of God, spread the message of growing together as one body in Christ, because that, my friends, is exactly what needs to happen. That's exactly what we need to do. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, when we come to you again, we're going to discuss the gospel of Mark chapter three. Uh, have your Bibles ready for that. To, we're, we're, we'll come to you Monday morning at around 08 in the morning and with that ladies and gentlemen until then you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america